Shabbos Daf Kufav was starting three lines from the top of the Amid. The Mishnah said, anytime you do a Maisa, which is a destructive act, you are Pato. So the Gemara says, Tani Ravo, Ravo learned to the Brisa, Kamei Ravo, in front of Rabbi Yechon, Kala Mekalkalim Paturin, like we said in the Mishnah, all Mekalkalim Paturin, but he gives it an exception, Chutz, Mechayv Lomavit, except someone that wounds his friend, or he sets a fire, those cases, even though it's Mekalkal, you're going to be Chayv. Rashi says, and how do we know this? Because it's the actual Mishnah, that the Mishnah says in Babakama, Chayv Bechavir, Bishabbos, Patum, Lashalim, that if you wound your friend on Shabbos, you're part of from paying him because it's come with Rabbanay. The same thing, my Mavis at Gaddish, another Mishnah in Baba Kama, in Bamadalan Bays, it says, So you see that Chayvul and Mavis is going to be Chayv even though it's Mikalko. Amalei Rabbechan says to him, Go and learn that Brysa outside. Tell it to other people because it's not really a good Brysa. Because Chayvul and Mavis ain't a Mishnah. Chayvul Mavid, that's Chayev, can't be a Mishnah. Now, what does he mean? He means that Chayvul Mavid, like we're going to learn right now, is going to be Pato, like our Mishnah, Kala Mechalkum Turin, and there's no case of Chayvul Mavid that's going to be Chayev. The Imtim, Salam Mishnah, and even if you're going to want to say, there are those correct, that there is such a Brysa, we're only talking about a case, Chutz Mechayvul Mavid, the reason why Chayev is not because you're Mechalkum, but it's Chayvul Betzorch Lechalboy, and Mavid Betzorch Lechalboy. It's talking about two very specific cases. It's talking about a person that's wounding something, he needs someone, and needs the blood in order to give it to his Kalev, or he's burning something, but he needs the ashes for another Malacha. And like Rashi says, even if he's considered a Mechalkum, based on the person he's wounding, or based on the fire, the thing he's burning, it's still considered tikkun for the kelev, because the kelev is going to have dam, or the ashes are going to be used for a constructive person purpose, and for a creative purpose, and therefore it would be malacha. Now this is only going, lefi Rabbi Huda, that malacha she'en tzuchel gubez chayev, and that's really what Rabbi Yechman is explaining, that the Bryce is going like Rabbi Huda, that malacha she'en tzuchel gubez chayev, and that's why you'd be chayev in chayev not because it's a metalkal that's chayim, but because this would have a din of a tikkun and of a creative action. Now the Gemara goes back to Ravo. Ravo said, We have a Mishnah that says, Mefurj, Kol HaMakalkalim Paturim, all Makalkalim Alpata. Gemara answers, Masnisa Rabbi Yehuda, Brais Rabbi Shimon. That this difference between our Mishnah and the Brisa is very simple. It's Machlekes Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. And Rashi learns this Gemara that it goes back to our standard Machlekes between Rabbi Yehuda and Shimon, Belugayah Malach Shein Tzuchel Gufa. That even though we know that by a standard Malach Shein Tzuchel Gufa, Rabbi Yehuda holds a Echayib, and Rabbi Shimon says, they Pata. And Rabbi Yehuda is more Machmer than Rabbi Shimon. However, Rabbi Vo holds that Rabbi Yehuda, in the case of Chayvil Mavr actually comes out to be more makal over Rabbi Shimon because he holds that there's no case of Kilkal that you could be Chayiv since it's a destructive act. And even by Chayvil Mavr, you aren't Chayiv if it's a pure Kilkal. And that's why when the Mishnah says, Kala Makalkab Turin, that's going like Rabbi Yehuda because anything that's a pure Kilkal, Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold that you actually Pata because Kilkal is Pata. The only reason why, if you have Chayvil Vitzach Lakalba, you have Vitzach Lafrai, that you're going to be Chayiv in that case, if you Rabbi Yehuda, is because it's actually a ticken. Since it becomes 
comes, and he holds your chayiv, so we don't look only at the actual Misa, but also if there is a related created Misa, and since it's a created Misa, therefore it's not a kukul, and therefore you chayiv in that case. So therefore, the Mishnah works out with your Yudah. However, Lefir Rab Shimon, that's the Brisa. The Brisa is specifically Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon holds, it wouldn't help if it's chayiv l'tzorach l'kabli, l'mav l'tzorach l'afrei, since Malach Shein Tzorach L'Gufa is pata, and therefore it's still looked at that this Misa is one of kilkal, and therefore you should be pata. But there's a specific Zerah Zekasav, that by chayiv even if it's a pure kukul and not even tzorchel kabu, tzorchel that you still chayiv in that case, and that's what the brisa means when the brisa says kol hamakalkulim p'tur chutz b'chayiv l'maver. Every kukul pater chayiv l'maver, even if it's a pure kukul, if you're up shimon, you're going to be chayiv. Now the gemara is lefizeh. You're saying Rab Shimon holds that you're chayiv by kukul. Generally, we know you can't be chayiv if you have a destructive act. Why does Rab Shimon say b'negei chayiv l'maver that you are chayiv even if there's a kukul? The gemara says my time is. First of all, but again, Mila, the Torah says that even though Lukhari shouldn't be able to do Mila on Shabbos, it says, there's an extra reboy, to teach us that you're allowed to do Mila even on Shabbos. That means that if it wouldn't be a Xeris Akasav, that it would be us to do. Why? What are you doing wrong? Because you're being Chayvul the baby. You're doing Chavola. And even though that's a Kokol, because even if it's a Malachi Tzuchul Gufa, Lefir Abu Shimon, Yepata Malachi Tzuchul Gufa, it must be that the Torah is giving you a din that you even mechayef for kilkel by chavala, and that's why you need exayas akasa by mila to teach you. However, for mila, you allowed to do it on Shabbos. In addition, umed us rachman havor gabi baskoyin shma mina mavi baal mechayef. The same thing applies to havora. We see that the Torah says that you now go and do misib day adam. You now do straight for baskoyin that zinsa. Why can't you do it? What's wrong with actually? Burning the lead they used to do for Srefa, they used to burn hot lead and pour it down someone's throat in order to kill them. Now, why would the Torah say it's us to do if it's a kilkal? It's a destructive act. Even though, of course, there's a Moshe Sukhul Gufa aspect it because they're getting Kapara, the person that's getting this Misa, the Baskayan. But uh, Shimon holds, Moshe Sukhul Gufa is Pata, and therefore you don't look at it as a constructive act. It's still destructive, and therefore it should be Pata. But the Torah says that the Torah says it's us, it must be because Maver. Even though it's a kilkel, it's still chayiv. So Rabbi Shimon proved that both by chayiv and mavid is exayas akasuv that you chayiv even though it's a ma'aseh that's a kilkel. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says that's not a raya because hasam misakenu over there by the case of Mila or by the bas kayin that's really a tikkun. Can Rabbi Ashi? The Amr Rabbi Ashi malu the sakin Mila the malu the sakin kli malu the bashe psila malu the bashe samanim. Now what's the difference between if you misakin but again Mila which the person the actual child gets a ticket and now he's a mole and therefore he has certain dinim for example he's allowed to eat truma etc and the same thing when you massacre the kli there's a ticket in the kli so lecharit has the same din it's not even a malach shein gufa this malach itself is a creative mice it's not a destructive mice so means that what's the difference between cooking up the lead where the lead now becomes a stronger material Rashi says and that's why the Shreyfus Paskoyin is Taka Asa on Shabbos because it's a positive Malach, it's a creative Maisa and not a destructive Maisa. Now really, Rabbi Yehuda could have responded to Rabbi Shimon that I hold that these Maisas, the Chayvah and the Mavav, the Mila and the case of Misbdei Adam by the Shreyfus of the Paskoyin, they're both considered a 
And that's why you hide in those cases. But Rabbi Huda goes even further and he says, I consider that it didn't have any kilkul in it. It was actually a creative process, even the act itself. Two additional points before we start the next Gemara. Number one, Rashi points out that Ravo just said that our Mishnah is Rabbi Huda. It comes out that in the ratio we actually said that it's only Rabbi Shimon because we learned Kareyam Mesai Yapata and that was Malachshin Sukhla Gufa. And Lafi Rabbi Huda, you should be chayiv. It's only Lafi Rabbi Shimon Yapata. And now we said the safe is like Rabbi Huda. Rashi says that's fine. The ratio is actually Rabbi Shimon and the safe is Rabbi Huda. In addition, let's just go back for one moment to the original question of Rabbi Yechman and Ravo. We'll learn a a little bit differently now, and we'll understand it better. Since we know that we pass it like Rabbi Huda, that Malach Shein Gufa is Chayib, and therefore there's no case of Kilkel that you're Chayib, because even Chayvul Mavra is not a Kilkel, it's considered a creative process, and that's why you are Chayib by Chayvul Mavra. Therefore, he said to Ravo, Puk Lebra, this price that you're saying can't be Lalacha, because when it says, that must be going like Rab Shimon, and that is not Lalacha. That's why he says, but even if you're going to want to say it is a Mishnah, they don't have to explain that's going like Rabbi Yehuda, and it's only Chayu B'tzorach L'Kabba and Ma'avid B'tzorach L'Afrei, where now it becomes a Malach Shein Gufa, but it's not really considered a Kilkel, and therefore it's a Dachik way to learn the Brisa. On that, Ravo responded and said, I agree that the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda and the Brisa is Rabbi Shimon. We continue with the Gemara. The Mishnah said, Shir HaMalabin V'Hamenapitz V'Hatzeveya V'Hatayva K'mloi Rach V'Hasit Kafel the shear to be chayav for Shabbos, for whitening of wool, disentangling the wool, dyeing the wool, or spinning the wool, is double the amount that's the width of a sit. Now we know the shear of a sit is the space between your index finger and your middle finger when they're stretched apart. So the Gemara now gives us two ways of measuring this, and they're both going to be the exact same shear, the way Rashi learns. Rabbi Yasef Mechvei Kafel, Rabbi Ba'ami Mechvei Pashat. Rabbi Yasef showed double the shear between the middle and the index finger, like we said before, that they spread apart. Part. And Rabbi Chir Ba'ami showed a very easy shear. Instead of having to double a shear, he just said, look at the, the, the space between your thumb and your index finger, and that will be the same shear as double the width between the middle and the index finger. The Mishnah continues, Rabbi If someone goes and traps or captures a bird into a closet or into a pantry, like Rashi explains, you can't be chayiv foot sod on a tzipa until you bring them into a closed box or a closet because dezui tzedasai avol mechnisa lebayis you brought them into a bias ain't an itzah b'kach that's not considered trapping she yitzli derech halayis because it could still fly out through one of the windows utzvi lebayis however tzvi the shear of tzad is even into a house because it can't get out of there that you'd be chayiv however if it would be for example like the gemara is going to come out now with another case of a chutzah or a gina or a bibrin in other Types of enclosures which are larger enclosures, according to the Tanakhim, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you wouldn't be chayiv in that. That wouldn't be tzad. The chumim tzipol amigdal. He agrees with Rabbi Yehuda that the only way to be chayiv on a tzipol is only to put it into a closet or into a pantry. And we turn to Kufavim Beis, the tzvi lebayis legino lechatzol lebibrin. Any way that you put a tzvi either into a house or into a garden or into a, a courtyard or to some other enclosure, you would be chayiv in that case for trapping a deer. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, I'm not bibrin shavim that they're not all enclosures are not the same. Zayaklal, this is the general rule. Mechusat seida. If the animal is in a place where you still have to do another action to trap it, and it's kashal type sevsham, it's hard to actually hold it down over there, then you're going to be potter. That's not considered tzad. She'enu mechus but if there's no lacking in the seder because you could 
easily grab it, then chayiv, in that case, you would be chayiv. Tanan also, we learned over there in a Mishnah in Beya, on Chav Gimel and Beis, ain't sudden dogam min abribim, on Yontiv, you let her do anything for Eichel Nefesh, but that's only if it's something that you couldn't have done the day before. So, for example, on a Behem or a chaya, since they didn't have refrigeration in those days, you let us shecht it even on Yatav because you couldn't do that the day before. However, on trapping, L'chayra, a dog, you could trap it, put it in water for the entire Yatav, and therefore there's no reason to trap it on Yatav. The same thing by Behemachai. You could trap it before Yatav and only shecht it on Yatav. And therefore, Tzeda is also to do on Yatav. But we said that you now let to trap a dog on Yatav from enclosures. What type of enclosure? We're talking about a pond. Because in the pond, it's not easy to grab it, and therefore it's considered so. And so does Asa on Yantiv. They nicely flame Mizainis. And therefore, since you now have trapped them on Yantiv, therefore you now put Mizainis there either because they're considered Muksa. Because you now let them now touch it on Yantiv, they're considered Muksa. I would sudden Chayavayf, but you let them trap a Chaya or a bird from this Bibran, from, from some sort of enclosure. Again, the enclosure that we're referring to by Dagon is, is a swamp. The enclosure we refer to Chayavayf is some other enclosure. It's not in the water. They're nicely flame Mizainis. And therefore, since you let them use them on Yantiv, you let to capture them, therefore it's not muktzo, and you're allowed to put mizanis in front of them. And the Gemara has to steer from a tesefta in Bay of Rimenu. That if there's any enclosure for a chaya or for an eifes or a pool of water for dogim, you can't capture them on yantiv and you can't put mizayinus in front of them because they're considered muksa. Now dogim makes sense because we said before you're not allowed to capture them and they're also muksa. But by chaya and eifes, we said before that there's no issa of tzad from bibrin on yantiv because it's considered that it was already captured before yantiv and and it's also not. Considered muksa, and here we're saying that you now do tzedah and a nesel flame is oinus. So the Gemara is kasha chaya chaya kasha oifus oifus. The Gemara answers bishloim chaya chaya loy kasha. Harab Yehuda Harabonon. This the brisa or the tesefta is like Rab Yehuda of our Mishnah, and the Mishnah in Beir is like Rabbonon of our Mishnah. Meaning the tesefta is like Rab Yehuda in our Mishnah that by capturing a chaya in a gina or a chatzah or a large enclosure, it's not considered capture yet until you lock it in the house. So therefore, it's also the capture on Yantiv from such a space because you are now doing seido. However, the Mishnah in Beir is like the Chum of our Mishnah, and the fact that the animal is already in an enclosed space, it's already considered trap, and therefore. You're going to be potter. Ella, oifis, oifis, kasha. The question is on oifis. Vichita, and oifis, oifis, nami, like kasha. Maybe you can tell me oifis, not a question because habib, makaira, habibiba, sheina, makaira. You can say there's a difference between a large enclosure that has a roof, or if it's not having a roof, if it had a roof and it's in there before Shabbos. That's what a Mishnah, the Mishnah in Beir says that it's going to be mutter to capture the chai and oif because it's already considered captured from before Yantav. And the Tesefta that says that Yechai for capturing a bird in an enclosed space is talking that it didn't have a roof. And therefore, since the bird could have gotten out, now that you capture it, you're actually over on Seder. The Gemara says that can't be the shot because of our bias, we know a house, the Makuru. Every stand bias has a roof. Obeying Rabbi Yudah, Rabbanon, both of Rabbi Yudah and Rabbanon, we said in the Mishnah, Tzipa, the Migdal in, the bias loy, that a Tzipa is only considered captured when you put it into a closet, but not into a house. So you see, even having a roof on top of a, an area can't be the defining feature as to considering a bird to be already trapped. But the Gemara now stays with the same terrace and says it's the difference between a Biba Mekaira or a Biba She'ena Mekaira. But it says as follows, Our Mishnah is talking about a Tzipa Drah. A Tzipa Drah was a type of a small bird that was very quick and therefore even if it's in a biased Mekaira, both Rabbanan and Rabbi Yudah hold that's not considered trap because it's very hard to capture it. So that's why you have to get it into a 
closet. This type of bird doesn't accept any shlita over it. It's so quick that it lives in a bias just like a sada. No one could actually capture it. So therefore, our Mishnah is talking about a tzipadra. The Mishnah in Beya is talking about a regular bird and it's a bias makura and therefore it's considered like it was already captured and therefore you're allowed to take it on Yontiv. The Braiso, the Tesefta, is talking also about a regular bird and it's a makura and therefore it's Bechutz Seda and now if I capture it, therefore I'm Chayef Seda on Yontiv. The Mara says, Hash Zaslachi, once you come to this point, that we were able to explain both the Mishnah in Beya and Tesefta over there, Lefidra Abonon Ava Mishnah, Chaya Chaya Nami Loi Kasha, Habibi Begadol, Habibi Begadol, we can explain both the Mishnah and Beah and Tesefta and Beah are going with the Rabbanon of a Mishnah and the Rabbanon hold of a Mishnah when they said the Yechai when you capture it into a Bibrin that was talking about a small enclosure and therefore it's considered trapped and Yechai if it's Eidah in addition the Mishnah and Beah that says that you're allowed to trap such a Yechai and if it's talking about a small enclosure because it's considered like it was trapped from before Yontem so now you're not doing any Malacha on Yontem however the Tesefta in Beah is talking about a large enclosure therefore it wasn't Considered like it was trapped before Yantiv. Now, by trapping on Yantiv, you're over on Seder. The Gemara continues. If someone could run after it and lunge at it and grab it in one jumping, that is considered a cotton. The fact that I could grab it easily shows that it's already considered captured. However, which I have to still run after it, it's not considered like it was already captured. That depends on the size of the area. If it's an area that the walls on each side fall, the shade of the walls would go on the other side walls, so then it's considered a small area and that's a bibakatl, otherwise it'd be bibakatl. Tyson points out, of course, it depends on how large and how high the ceilings are. If the walls are very tall, then it'll be much easier to cast a shade on a further wall if it's short or different. So Tyson says, Ha'ilam shir haksalam shava and they knew a very specific shear. Like nowadays, we have a specific shear and a regular height of a house is 8 feet or 9 feet. Then also they had a very specific measurement and that's what they're referring to. It depends on how many corners you have in the room. If there's many corners, then it's a bibagadal. But if there's not so many corners, therefore it can't hide, it can't run away, therefore that would be considered a bibagadal. We continue. We said on Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel said, like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, it seems that there's machlekes between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and Tanakama and Rabbanon. It doesn't seem like that. Amalei, so Rabbi Yisus says, "My nafka lechamina." Who cares if there is a nafka mina or not? The halach is like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, or the halach will be like Rabbanon. But it's the same idea. Amalei, Gemara, Gemara, Zimar today. You want me to learn from you, and it should be just like a song. I want to understand what's going on if there's machlekes or not. And the Gemara really doesn't explain if there is a machlekes or not. But ultimately, the halach is Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Tanakabanon, Hatzad Svitsuma. If someone goes captures a deer that's blind, or v'yashen, or if it was sleeping, chayiv, it's still going to be chayiv for such a tzedah. However, chiga v'zaka v'chayla pata, if you capture a lame tzvi, or an old one, or a sick deer, you're going to be pata. What's the difference between the two? They both all seem basically incapacitated. It depends. If it's just a sum and yashen, if you start chepering it or try to grab it, it's going to wake up, or if it's a sum, it's going to start running, it's going to realize it's under attack, and it's going to run away, and therefore, by grabbing it, then you're high if it's considered say that the other ones can't move and therefore it's considered like 
say the vaimid, it's already tzad vaimid, it's already considered captured. But Tanya Frek Gemara Chaylechai, we have a price that says that a sick deer yuchayivan, a machine's lakasha, the difference is, habachayla machbis ashisa, habachayla machbis utsla. It depends if it was based on a fever, where in that case it could still run, or if it's because it's weak and tired, therefore it can't run. And you would be part of it because it's considered not said vaimid. Tanabaram, we learned to the price that Sarcha Gavim Gazan Tsarin Vitushim. If someone captures or does Seda on a grasshopper or a locust or hornet or a gnat on Shabbos, Chayiv Yechayiv the Rameyev. Chayiv Kolshiv Rina Nitzah Chayiv. You only Chayiv on something where it's normal to go capture it. So therefore, on a deer or a locust or a grasshopper with something that you're going to eat, then it's going to be Chayiv. Kolshiv Enim Rina Nitzah. It's something that's not normal to capture, like a hornet or a gnat or a mosquito. Then you're going to be part of Tanya Nitzah. We learned another price that Sarcha Gavim Bishas Hatal Pata Bishas Hasher. If you trap a grasshopper when it's wet outside, there's a lot of dew outside. Rashi says the eyes become blinded, and therefore it's considered like nitzayin vayim. That's why you potter. However, when it's very dry outside, even though they get very tired, and therefore maybe you can see that's nuts of vayimid. It's almost like we had the gemara before when you're tired that it's considered sod, and that's why you're chayim. Allah's ben and If they were coming in swarms, there were so many of them, like a plague of locusts, and you're just able to grab them right away. Therefore, you potter because it's so easy to capture, so you would be potter. Did Rabbi Elizabeth Ben come to teach us a din on the Reisha? He's coming to me machbeh that even though the Reisha said bishasatal potter, that's only going to be potter if not only is it dry, but it's also swarming and therefore it's easy to grab them. Or is he saying a cool in the safer that even though we said bishasasher of Yechayev, that's only if they're one at a time. But if there's many of them swarming around, then by grabbing them you're going to be potter. Tashma hatzad chagav bishasatal potter bishasasher of Yechayev. Elizabeth you see that specifically on the safe and it's coming for a cooler and we'll stop over here.